The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Owen TV's management, staff, or board of directors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Tonight. I am your host, Mad Dog Butch. And uh, normally I introduce Brace Beamer about this time, but he will not be here tonight. So I will be flying solo. And uh, our guest this week is someone that we've been trying to get on the show for a while now. And... uh, he is a longtime referee and all-around good guy, and it is none other than Randy Schilling. Okay, welcome, Randy. Thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, before I get into it, where where are you located right now? Uh, right now, I am in uh, Loosedale, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, how long have you been there now? Probably about two weeks. Oh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Uh, now, before that, I was in Van Cleef for about a year and a half. Okay. And, uh, that's where I still work at. Okay. Um, how, so how far away is that from Van Cleef? Uh, about 40 miles. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the beginning of, I just wanted to mention this, the, the, our theme song, I haven't really talked about it, but it, it's from a movie that I know that you like. And I believe that you told me to, uh, watch this movie for some reason, when I was a kid, I would see it, uh, at the video store and, uh, one of my other wrestling buddies told me that uh uh hold on one of my other wrestling buddies told me that it it stunk and you know he was like um saying that they clothesline people and their heads popped off and all this stuff so <laughs> i never bothered to watch it but uh right and then recently i got um a dvd that had like how comes to frog town that and um i like to hurt people on it so I had seen I like to hurt people a long time ago. But anyway, if anybody is wondering, because I have had people ask where that theme song came from, it comes from Grunt, the wrestling movie. And uh, Randy, thank you for introducing me to that movie or telling me that it's not as bad as uh, as I was led to believe. No, no. I mean, it is meant to be bad, I think. 
I think it's one of those early mockumentaries uh, that, I don't know, just, it influenced me. It, we had some good times, me and my buddies just sitting around, you know, watching that on, I think it was like on HBO. <laughs> so it's it's by the same people that made I Like to Hurt People, correct? Or, uh, or no? I'm not sure. Uh, we watched that a little time after. I, I like the show, but there's just something about Grunt that was great. Uh, yeah. Because um, it was like fantasy. And, you know, it was, it was just it was just cool stuff. Uh, I've seen some of that stuff. Uh, the French manager does a shirt, you know, lifts her shirt up spot. <laughs> oh, that's right. Gold Dust and Marlena did the same spot that was from that movie. Uh, they they did, and uh, before that, I had forgot about that, but I did think about the spot with Miss Elizabeth and um, Randy Savage at, I think it was the first SummerSlam, when she took the skirt off, not quite, oh, yeah. not quite yes, as uh, PG-13 or rated R, but when I saw that, that's the spot that I thought of. But uh, Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into your background. Um, as I said, Brace Beamer isn't here. He was very disappointed. Um, like me, we don't, neither of us really impress easy to borrow a phrase from Jesse the Body Ventura, but he speaks, he always speaks very, very highly of you. Um, this all kind of came at the last minute. Unfortunately, I didn't get to advertise it for as long as I wanted, and, and he wasn't able to make it. But I just wanted to say that he uh, he is definitely a fan of you and your refereeing style. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm a fan of his also. <laughs> All right. Um, so what what would you say are some of your first memories of professional wrestling? <laughs> Going way back, I think before the WWE era, there was uh played a lot of Georgia Championship Wrestling up here. So, uh, man, first real storyline I remember is Ted DiBiase and uh, Tommy Rich. And, uh, you know, uh, they did this Mr. R gimmick with Brad um, Armstrong. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. Um... Anyway... I loved it. My name was Randy. So, <laughs> you know, I had the old ski mask on wrestling people. Uh, oh, so that was DiBiase and, and Tommy Rich then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. DiBiase and Tommy Rich. Uh, okay. And then when he got unmasked, it wasn't Tommy Rich. It was Brad Armstrong. Okay. Uh, you know, Tommy shows up, Brad Armstrong rolls up, uh, DiBiase for the one, two, three. Okay, yeah, because I was going to ask you if you, because you went, you and I are probably from the same era. That was probably just maybe a little bit before I started watching it. Um, but uh, so, so you missed out on like the the chic era and the big time wrestling. Yes, era. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, same with me. I was basically introduced with Hulk Hogan, you know, like a lot of people was. Uh, oh, okay. Especially with MTV, you know, right. it was kind of new right then. And it was, you know, I was at that age. So, you know, 14, 15. And, 
you know, uh, that was a big part of it. I think uh, it, it was like two different worlds, though, between Southern wrestling and uh, what yep. they were doing up north. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I... Like my like I did see a little bit of Georgia, but in the beginning I didn't really know what I didn't really know the difference. Um kids at school were talking about you know, the WWF guys. And right. so I'd watch I'd be watching Georgia Championship Wrestling. I think at one point even Mid South was on and I'd be watching right. that and I'd be like, wait a minute, they're none of these guys that they're talking about are on here. Um so yeah, I, I had gone kind of back and forth, but you're right though. It was like almost a totally different world for anybody that missed out on that era it, it was totally different um so i mean you did mention those guys but uh were, were so were those guys like some of your early favorites um from georgia championship wrestling with mad dog uh, buzz sawyer that's right you know, tommy that's rich right. yep awesome um <laughs> yeah those two basically stand out the most Okay, what what about all together, not just Georgia, but uh, like the early days of professional wrestling? Of the NWA? NWA, WWF, any of those guys. Who, who oh, would you man. say were, were uh, like wrestling some wise, of your favorite? Hulk, Hulk Hogan on top, uh, <laughs> Mag- Magnum TA. <laughs> yeah. Sting. Uh, you know, I guess I marked out for all the, for all the baby faces. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you know, but in the same aspect, I did like the bad guys. I mean, um, I like the Midnight Express. Oh, uh, they're like my I favorites the, of all time. The Freebirds were cool just because they, you know, you believed it. Uh, these guys were devious and evil. Um, Four Horsemen, I don't, I just never bought really into Ric Flair. I, I don't know if it was that thing that, Hulk Hogan's the world champion, or you yeah. know, so I gotta look down on this guy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, He's not the real champ. See, I was kind of the opposite. I even though I was never a huge Ric Flair fan either, um, but I, you know, it didn't take me long to. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I liked Hulk Hogan. I liked his matches, but it didn't take me long to want to see him get beat and lose the belt. Like, I, I mean, it, it wasn't long after I started watching it where I was, like, a huge Roddy Piper fan. I was a huge fan of uh, Jesse Ventura. So I remember, like, going to my first house show. So I probably started watching it in 84, right around the Hulkamania era, right after he beat the Iron Sheik, too. And um, by the time I went to my first house show in 85, I mean, I was, I was still rooting for some of the baby faces. I remember, like, Ricky Steamboat was against Don Morocco. Uh, oh, yeah. And I was rooting for Steamboat, and Junkyard Dog was against Terry Funk. And at the time, I was rooting for Junkyard Dog. Wouldn't be the same today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just because Terry Funk is, you know, my all time yeah, top five now, it. but I didn't understand him at that point. You know, I didn't, I knew that he had been in NWA, but he just seemed like an old, I mean, he had the, he, he wasn't, he didn't get in the shape uh that he was a wcw when he was in wwf at, at that yeah, point so yes, i was like why are they why is this guy you know winning all the time it didn't make sense to me but um but the main event was ventura against tito santana and tito santana got booed out of the building um i and so i was like yes detroit wrestling fans are awesome but yes that, we are <laughs> uh 
I, I I've changed my opinion since then, but uh, at the time I was I was very happy with that. Although Ventura, I will say Ventura at the time, I don't know if he was doing this. I don't think he was doing it as a rib on Tito or anything, but in all of his interviews reading up leading up to it, he was talking about how Detroit was his town and people love him in Detroit and all this. Right. And it, that turned out to be legitimate. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it doesn't I went off on a little. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm just kind of surprised that I, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of surprised that you were such a big Hulk Hogan fan. I, I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> it just, it just seems like people, I, I mean, I know there's people that just still like loved him then. And, and, and I don't mean to like rag on him, but uh, I, I guess I'm just, I don't know. I'm just a little surprised to hear you say that. I don't know why. But. <laughs> I just was. Yeah. I, you know, I religiously watched the cartoon. I had oh, I did uh, too. the wrestling buddy, you know, okay. well that's, I, that's up. all right. That was my next question. Uh, so did you have the LJN figures and Remco figures or did you just have like wrestling buddies or? Um, well, for the most part I had, uh, I had some LGNs, definitely Hulk Hogan and, uh, and, uh, Andre the Giant at the time, you know, they, they weren't very, very closable. All you could do is oh. basically like give Andre this flipping double leg drop to the, uh, to the, I don't know what the heck these are, the triplexes, <laughs> the traps. Know. Yeah, there we go. The traps. And, uh, so, you know, that was the finisher, but, uh, my buddy, Johnny, uh, you know, this is another big wrestling fan. He basically had the Remco guys. And, uh, so I had to get the uh, Road Warriors and uh, Abdullah the Butcher and the uh, Carlos Colon. Uh, yeah, the two packs. I, that Abdullah was so awesome because the scars were in there. Yes. And my buddy Johnny, we would go all out. Like, he would get Bingo Dabber and dab up his fingers. So, you know, it looked all bloody and stuff. Oh, it was terrible. And I always <laughs> put him in the, and I always put him in the uh, WWF ring because it was more scaled than the uh the remco ring right that remco ring was pretty tiny um yeah it was. but uh but it was cool though because you could buy like that whole battle royal set you could get oh yeah the ring yeah, and it, it came with like i don't know it came with a referee and it came with like yeah six awa figures or something like that um i uh i actually seen a referee at a flea market down here and i didn't really have the money and i was with gene and he's like oh you want me to buy it you pay it back and i'm like <laughs> no but really i want to get that figure i mean man and then get baron von Rasky and put the head on that referee you know and then you know paint them all up you know so you have like a, oh, a mini Remco figure so you know. yeah there was like a couple referees what uh what do you think? What what was that referee going for now? At least at the where you saw it. Oh, it was like uh, twenty bucks, I believe. Oh, but I okay. believe on eBay they go for like forty eight dollars. Yeah, know? I was gonna but say it depends like... on the condition. Yeah. Uh, so who was like the champion of your action figure league for the most part? If well, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a Hulk Hogan knockoff. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I had two, and I had a bendy league. Oh, okay. And that was uh, that was Killer Klondike, and there he's another bootleg, but it's one of those that actually had a backstory with him. Oh, okay. All right. right. Yeah, I had a few of the bendies, and I had the bendy ring. Um, even though I right. didn't. it was like it was like I I was a promoter, you know. I only had so much money to put on a wrestling promotion I could play with, and. Uh, you know, I wanted the stars. So, you know, you get the knockoff Hogan and the knockoff Andre and right. Jimmy Snuka. And those are going for good money, too. The the knockoffs? Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, there's like whole pages dedicated to knockoff. I mean, not just wrestling figures, but yeah. Knock oh, yeah. Well, I know, I know you know that because, uh, you know, I, I talk to you more about toys than, uh, than wrestling nowadays, really. But... Uh, so yeah, there's uh yeah, I'm surprised that the knockoffs are go for so much. There's such a market yeah, for those. It's but. amazing. Uh, you know, I kind of wish there's there's those kind of markets. Uh Zolo World puts out a lot of action figures. I, you know, I've been wanting to say, hey man, what because he does knockoff, like, and uh I was like, and they sell, and I was like, man, I should just write them and say, let's do those uh those figures, you know, you got to do those. Yeah. Um, and, and then now inter- interchangeable. So you can just make your own, you know, uh, they take the arms, the legs, the heads off of those. So, right. You know, you get a line going, right. Suddenly you got your own. Exactly. Hulk Hogan, the He-Man. Exactly. And then they got the new, the WWE line of Masters of the Universe figures too that could go right in there. I've only bought a couple of those so far, but. Uh, so have I, but I do love them. Yeah. Um, so, like you had mentioned, we'll, we'll get off uh, toys for a little bit, but uh, you mentioned kind of wrestling around with your friends. Did you actually do any type of backyard wrestling or. Yeah, depending on what block I was at. Uh, <laughs> Some dudes like to really wrestle, and some dudes, you know, just wanted to put on a show for people. Okay. So was it semi-organized? or, or, nope, or Not just... at all. We would, uh, we would get up on top of roofs, and we would wrestle on roofs with uh, plastic tent spikes, and, you know, <laughs> can't make like we're going to throw each other off, but nothing, just for something to do. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. What was your wrestling? Yeah. What was your wrestling name back then? I think it was Rock and Roll Randy. <laughs> Perfect. Because I, I love the Hockey Talk man. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, you can't deny. Yeah, I mean, besides, although I was watching something the other day, and um, it is so weird seeing him as a babyface. Because they tried to like give him that big push, that baby face push. Yeah, at the beginning with uh, Hulk Hogan originally. You know, giving the introduction and all. Yeah, and it's not even like he had. It's not even like the crowd hated him. They just didn't care at all. It was like he would come out and the yeah. the crowd was just silent. And then they did that whole thing with uh, the uh, what was it? The vote of confidence, where people could send in like Jesse oh, Ventura yes. did the vote of yeah. confidence thing, and then that's what ultimately. Yes, that's what ultimately turned him heel because that vote of confidence and then he turned on the fans. But, uh, but then, you know, turned into one of the greatest heels of WWF history. Oh, I, I agree. The longest reigning intercontinental champion ever. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, now, so what, what made you decide to pursue a career in pro wrestling or, uh, <laughs> I mean, do you not consider it a career or, or were you, did, l- let me ask you this. Were you originally going to try to be a wrestler or were you right off the bat just oh, no. going, going to be a referee? No. And you know, that's uh that's a great question. My ding dong dad, that's what he thought I was going to do. Like, I'm looking at wrestling magazines. He's like, oh, you'll never be that big. And I'm like, dude, that's (laughs) not what I want to do. There's more to the aspect than just this. Yeah. Uh, So, but stuff like that is what got me through training, you know, just going to those places. Okay. Like, so we're, uh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, what, uh, so like, I mean, I knew about maybe like some of the big ones. I knew about the monster factory when I was a kid in, the, in like New Jersey or whatever. And then Chris Adams right. and then Chris Adams, you know, had his thing that Steve Austin, I think was like the only guy that ever, that ever graduated from there. But, uh, how did you find out? about uh like the wrestling schools uh the local wrestling schools i just went to a show uh because basically king kong bundy tataka us were there um seen some independent stars you know i'd never seen before um okay yeah i was just a fan of wrestling uh one of those was uh uh, hard time Gene Austin versus uh, the death dealer Tommy Starr. Okay. And they had a little program there. Excuse me. And uh, mm-hmm. on the back, they had an ad who wants to be a pro wrestler, you know? And uh, so that kind of really got the old gears to going, like uh, that there was a school around because, you know, I was just so passionate about it. And uh, so luckily, I mean, within a month of me, like, really thinking like, well, I, I can't really run my mouth. Like I would, I would like to, you know, yeah. uh, because I'm my worst critique person. So, right. uh, but, uh, you know, I always kind of focused on the referees, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Joey Morella and, uh, growing up. So, uh, I really just, uh, you know, the wrestling matches I wasn't interested in watching. I really focused on the rest the referee at that point anyway. So, uh, <laughs> you know, within about a month, there is another independent show at this inflatable golf course on center road in Flint or it's in Burton. But, uh, so, uh, I went to that show too, went by myself, uh, and lo and behold is Gene Austin. I, Man, I don't know if he took on Tommy Star there or not. But, uh, you know, DDA was there, uh, Scuffling Hillbillies, The Outlaws, Bobby Lee and Woody Lee, and uh, okay. uh, maybe Ricky Lee. But uh, So what, what uh, promotion was this? This was... Because I don't know if it was exactly NWA okay. Great Lakes. All right. Uh, but, uh, or Michigan, because 
it was like uh it, it's what it became though okay uh i really if i had my scrapbook here you know yeah. i could easily tell you I, I used to keep all the uh you know every show was done you know uh mm-hmm. keep uh keep the program okay i think they I think they need to have more programs i know everybody wants to be paperless and stuff but <laughs> it's a good souvenir everybody can take home you know right get it signed exactly you used to be able to like keep track of who won the matches and if it had the i'm just saying like the inserts with uh the card on it when you would go to like a wwf show or nw yes absolutely you know i kind of i had an idea that uh to do a, a wrestling coloring book similar to like the shrine circus and on both inside covers you have photos of wrestlers so then they could get their picture yeah. you know over the wrestler and then you got a wrestling you know coloring book you can do like little mazes the wrestler into the championship belt <laughs> whatever that is actually a great idea and i'm surprised that you Thank haven't you. already implemented that yeah and, you know you can just Put in, put in your, uh, put in the uh, the events that are going on that day. You know the program insert. You know, yeah, Sell it for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. So easily. So was Gene Austin your actual trainer as a referee, or did they have other? Absolutely, him and uh, Downtown Bobo Brown. Okay. I had to. I you know finally I was like screw it I'm gonna do it. Uh, I didn't really have the money, it's it, you know, but I had, a, there was a means, there was a way. And uh, so I just called them up and talked to uh, Bobo. He didn't really have a price. They, they didn't train a ref, the referee yet. So yeah, uh, he had to call me back. I'm sure he probably called Gene and asked Gene how much for a referee. Right. So, you know, he, you know, he called me back and gave me the price and I got out the money and that was that, you know, I was going, uh, I was working at a club and getting out at four in the morning. <laughs> right. Uh, my boss thought I was going to join the circus. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I get out at four, head to Detroit, meet up with Bobo. We go to pick up Judas Coltrane, you know, and head to these secret lo- locations. Okay. Uh, you know, down in Ohio where, uh, Oh, really? Yes. Yes, sir. And then, so after training, I have to truck it back on up, you know, I'm the, you know, the night manager (laughs) go and, uh, go around the club again. Uh, so when were you, when were you sleeping? If, uh, if at all. (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things where you want to do something, you got to pay the price. Right. Paying the dues, paying your dues. Yeah. So was there ever a time uh, where, so so you just flat out, again, you just, you knew you were going to be a referee and, and that was it. You never said, hey, maybe I, maybe I should be a wrestler or. Uh, well, or... Ne- wrestler never crossed my mind. Uh, you know, I do a lot of foolish stuff. I was the fool of everybody. You know, we do spots where I jump off the highest thing and <laughs> my buddy Red would catch me or I do the super fly where I land on my knees and hands, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but it, it would have been nice. I'm just not built for that. And I knew that uh, why be a mediocre wrestler when i could be a great referee 
Now, I, and you are a great referee. I, I will say that. And, and anybody that uh, that hasn't seen you, hold on, this goes off if I'm not moving around. Um, if anybody has, that has not seen Randy referee, um, you know, check him out. It's, uh, I think it's kind of a lost art. I mean, I mean, really, uh, what you do, I don't really see, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say because, because I know the referees do not try to, uh, be seen. Is that, is that right. fair? Right. Or, or over, yeah. overshadow the wrestlers Absolutely. or, 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 or the match. Like, like when I was growing up, and 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 I still liked Tommy Young, but um, you know I I have a different view of him now. I mean I thought he was great, and he and he was great, but right. I think a lot of times he interjected himself a little bit too much, at right. at at times. And you mentioned Joey Morella, um, what what was it about him that 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 made you kind of gravitate towards him? Because he was uh, a little dude, yeah, and he enforced the rules. Okay. And, and, you know, he didn't mind having to get up in people's faces. You know, he wasn't like Earl Hafner that was all, you know, yelling and, you know, screaming. I do do a lot of that, but I try to, I try to make that a gradual process. You would never want to just go out there and just start that. And hopefully, you know, who's ever in the ring with you, you know, he'll while you, you know. Right works with that or if they want to who knows <laughs> so uh the last show that we did we we actually had uh james beard on um long time referee from like world class and global and and he was saying the best way to referee is referee it as a shoot uh do you try to right. try to referee that way oh absolutely uh you know i first was i think excelled not excelled but uh i think my strong points were uh tag team matches and uh hardcore matches uh because i'm so animated and uh uh tag team because i'm always doing something and so when it's a, a singles match you got less to do and i know you know uh so for me it was really kind of moving myself in checking locks you know you yeah. know they're going up and over i'm going up and over too you know i'm, I'm trying right. to i'm trying to act like i'm in there doing a job like this is what they paid me for right exactly i'm not gonna let i try not to let anybody step on me you know of course <laughs> they get physical then you know i'm out of there man but again <laughs> again for the most part i think that's kind of a lost art though because um you know a, a lot of the referees i mean just i i mean i've seen matches where like the referees just kind of stay in the corner the whole time barely do do anything um yes sir they and... should at least move i try to <laughs> i try to move around because i think of the people watching the show, you yeah. know, they don't want, they don't want to see my behind. They want to <laughs> see the action. So, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of those referees too. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I understand it. I get it, but it, it makes it, I mean, I think it makes the match too lax. Like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's just, what is he doing? Right. You know? <laughs> now, I just 
I just realized, I mean, unless you told me this years ago, which I don't know why I ever would have known this, but uh, somebody had posted on one of the Michigan boards a picture. Actually, one of my old co-hosts, uh, Ball, posted on one of the um, the Michigan wrestling boards a picture of you, and it had your name as Randy Johnson. So with, Yeah, I don't know. So you were never Randy Johnson? Never, never. Don't <laughs> oh, okay. even know who that is. Unless he's talking about my junk. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask you. I was gonna say, did you change it because you didn't want to be confused with the other Randy Johnson, the big unit? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Uh well, you know, I had no idea why he put that. Uh yeah, I just go with the flow sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dang, they call me Randy again. It's shifty, it's shifty, you know, or Right. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Uh, but well, actually, when did you start? Because uh, because when I met you and this this I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But uh, when I met you, you had the moniker of Sabretooth, Randy Sabretooth Schilling. So when right. did when did that come along? Did you start using that in the in the NWA? Uh, stuff? No, uh, the, the whole NWA thing, the shifty thing uh, started off from day one. In the uh, oh, in the NWA. Oh, yes, okay. Sir. Okay. And, and that's kind of how that went on when I did other promotions at the time. You know, it was shifty. It was nothing else. Uh, you know, uh, I had a, a shirt made that said uh, "Shifty Shilling." That the S's were dollar signs, and then <laughs> on the back it said "The Whole Reference Show." Um, just my own shirt, you know. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, but uh, when I went to the NWO, there was a uh, night shift, and this is early NWO, and uh, something shifter. So I was like, man, and I'm not, Tim, I ain't never wanted to go in there and step on people's toes, you know? So I just wanted right. to flow. I wanted to be there. Let's change it up. At the time, it's funny because uh, I thought it was my uh, Native American horoscope, you know, the cougar. So I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Then I found out it was a wolf later on, which really sucks. Like, that would have been so much better. I could have <laughs> with a wolf type name, you know. But oh, right. You no, know, right. What's that? Oh no, I just said yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's how that evolved. It was just they already had kind of two shifty people in there, <laughs> so I didn't oh. want to be number three. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I um. I was, I, there was a time I was going to be, uh, I thought of being, uh, what was it? The bald eagle. Okay. You know, just, uh, the bald eagle, Randy Schilling or something like that. Just because, uh, one, I was bald and I don't know, just the rule thing, but this, I, I don't know. These days I think I'm just going to go with like the zebra logo and stuff. I just, right. I don't think there's enough of it. <laughs> uh, so what what uh, what were kind of the main promotions that you worked around around that time? Well, mostly it was between what uh, what Gene had going on with uh, NWA uh, Great Lakes and uh, uh, Dave St. Orange promotion that he had going. 
Okay. Uh, I don't remember the name offhand. If I had my scrapbook, I'd be able to tell you. <laughs> okay. So I was just basically doing that on the weekends when I could. Of course, I still had to manage the club and right. be a father with a husband and all that. Uh, the, at that time, I was pretty just strictly with them. I'm not really one to, uh, to go out and promote myself and try to get booked on other shows. Okay. I get in a place and, you know, as long as I'm comfortable, you know, I'll come back. But, yeah, you know, I appreciate, you know, people asking me. Uh, right. I wish I could do it more, especially these days. It's been about, been a few months. Has way it? too long. Oh, okay. So, since I've been in the ring, so. Okay. But uh, uh, it, was, it was going good, good down here. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. Uh so did they ever, like during that era, did they ever try to get you to do anything? Else? Like, were you involved in like maybe the the booking or behind the scenes or did they ever try to make you a manager or any, I know later on we'll talk about that, but, uh, but at that point, was, was that ever discussed or was it just straight up, straight up you being a ref? Uh, no, it was just basically straight up being a ref and that was fine with me. Uh, Tommy Starr was beating me up with his kendo stick quite a bit on the road. There, you know, Dean talks uh, about stories, you know, and ideas. He's like, "Oh, maybe we could do uh, uh, somehow get you involved." So it's you against Tommy at some point, and uh, I don't know about that. I don't think <laughs> I would have wanted that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> But who knows, at that time, I was kind of willing to do anything, you know. Uh, and the whole Tommy Star, you know, just getting my butt kicked with the kendo stick, you know. And that was the, you know, those are actually pretty good times. So about about how many years did you, did you referee for uh, the NWA and the other? Was it, was it strictly Michigan or, or was it, uh, uh, you we know, some of the other? Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. Uh, we've went as far down and showcased our match uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee, at I believe oh, the fifty-second wow. annual NWA show down there. Okay. Uh, uh, I believe that's the one, and uh, I think I'm the first referee to referee a hardcore match at the anniversary show i'm not sure really? yet but i believe because yeah when i was there there was just talk about the mwa frowning on hardcore you know yeah bottle traditionalist right so uh, uh you know if you want to talk about that the match that that whole card is like uh was a turning point in my life it was like one of the happiest times and and the worst days happened at that show <laughs> uh do you care to elaborate why yeah, why would um, that be the worst well i was coming down there it was me uh gene of course it was the chunkendales <laughs> uh and george brimstone Riding down in uh, one of the Chuck and Dale's minivans, I believe it was. Or maybe it might have been jeans. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we had two others with us. They, you know, they got down here separately, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, 
Um, anyway, so it was a good trip down there. Uh, I came down there to referee our guys. It was uh, amazing Nate Madsen versus uh, Rico Rodriguez for the NWA. And I think it was a uh, junior heavyweight or the cruiserweight, whatever it was belt. It was mm -hmm. a long time ago. Right. And uh, so I went down there and we had uh, already worked quite a few matches because you know, the more you're in there with the fellas, the more you know where to go in the ring, mm -hmm. you know. They're mm -hmm. gonna do this, so I better get over here. Right. You know, you get more comfortable uh when you work with people more. And I think it, you're able to do more at those points, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh so I went down there and we got to go day one. Uh Mike Rapata was the NWA heavyweight champion, and mm -hmm. I had a replica NWA belt at the time. I got signed by him, the Colorado kid. Okay. And uh, so uh, we stayed, we watched the show. AJ Styles was on it. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he opened up for me. And uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, it was on tonight, too. We done our thing with Amazing Nate and Rico. I could tell you who won, but an awesome match. And mm -hmm. I went in the back room, like, you know, job well done. And uh, suddenly, here's Gene. He comes in. He's like, oh, each referee has to do two matches. And uh, so I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, since you did so much hardcore, we're going to put you in the hardcore match. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I was doing a lot of hardcore matches up there. So I kind of knew how to, like, for Pete's sake, don't do that, or, you know, mm -hmm. come on, think again. <laughs> right. <You> know, kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like the Jiminy Cricket in there, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, the match was horrible. Oh. Terrible. Okay. Uh, they bossed the finish, and I thought I hesitated on three. Okay. So I uh, <laughs> I went home very disappointed. Like that's how that's how I finished the show. Okay, but but like you said, we are our no. Own. But but here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Weeks later, Dave Dupont sends me a message and uh, says, "Hey man, have you looked at this also? I believe it's Spotlight." And uh, somebody there had reviewed both days, reviewed matches. And when it came to the hardcore match, said the best thing in that match was the referee who <laughs> sold the match better than the wrestlers. And you know awesome. what? That made it all worthwhile. Yeah. It really did. Because that was, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I, we are always our own worst critics. No, I mean, yes, sir. most people. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, but that, but that's good. I mean, that's cool that you got that validation. Right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it's like one of those crowning. You know, somebody pay attention to me first of all. Well, yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> and just you know, <laughs> saying you know what I could do, and and you know, giving me a shout out, I appreciated it. So, uh, so about what year was this? Ah, uh, this had to be 
2000. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask is because uh, could you give us kind of a like like how what was the state of the NWA at, at that point? I mean, it seemed like after after they you know I mean years and years before when NWA became WCW and they changed that all around. It's it seemed like NWA was kind of a confusing confusing mess sort of. Uh, yes, absolutely was. I, I I didn't know they were kind of broken off into territories like that. You know, I had no okay. idea. It did seem like it was scattered. What the anniversary show was doing, uh, at least at the one I was at, was uh, having all the territories come in, showcase the match. Okay. You know, uh, there there is a board, you know, trying to unify it. All right. Um. So uh, you mentioned those two promotions. Was there any other promotions that not that you really? Uh, so, uh, sometimes I would go up and I uh, did a show for Manny up in uh, Bay City, Saginaw area. I did a couple shows with him. I think I don't know if Dan Severin. I know he ran one of them, and because uh, it was an honor meeting Dan Severin. He's the guy who paid me at the end of the night. <laughs> oh. so. Uh, I didn't know what was going on as far as pay or who I went and seen. So, all right. But uh, he made sure and come up to me and, and paid me. Uh, but that was basically it. I had, um, I basically had found out that uh, I had diabetes at that time. Okay. Uh, I was trying to uh, take weight gain. And I, I don't know if that perpetuated it. You know, I throw everything in there, man. Right. But uh, yeah, you don't know. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was doing that, and then lo and behold, here diabetes hits. Uh, I was my wife at the time was on her second child. Uh, I'm thinking I'm dying in the next couple of years, you know, any little nick, and yeah, uh, you know, because yeah, I went through scraps, uh, you know, just barbed wire cuts on arms, yeah. Uh, you know, you do your thing, and uh, uh, you know, I was so I was a whole frame of infection, gotta give an amputate, you know, I was really scared, yeah. Uh, and like I said, this is it just drops in my lap. So, I basically I, I've been hearing about these guys running the show in Forest Township Hall in Otisville, uh, which is I grew up for a few years out there, yeah. And so it was right down the street from where I was living. Well, not right down the highway, I guess, uh, from mm -hmm. Davidson, Michigan, where I had moved to. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to check him out. I knew a guy that was there called Torment. and uh, Very familiar with Torment. I, I right. uh, teamed with him at one point. Yeah, he was he was my end. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, Torment had got a, a meeting with uh, Jason Klaus, and uh, I, I came in and did the show. Well, came in to see if I could do the show. Uh, you know, uh, Levi Blue was there too, another guy that was working the independent. Yeah. And me, and uh, so it was. It, it, we just came at the same day. Oh, really? So I'm thinking, oh man, this is the wrong day to come. <laughs> didn't work with the dependent, you know yeah he kind of built his own thing going so yeah 
Uh, but it was close, and I see the potential in these guys. And just I know I was only out there for a few years, uh, but I soaked in you know as much knowledge as I could. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I think I could have helped with the product. Okay. Uh, uh, so I, I so mean, yeah. you're saying you did you did help with the product? Is that what you're saying, or you think you could have helped well, I, more? No, I thought I think at the time I thought I could help with the product. Later on, I, yeah, I helped out. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. Okay. Uh, but so it was. It was then. It was the lawn stilt in the uh, not long. I loved it. Uh, in the, the MWL uh, for a couple factors, focusing on my family. You know, her second pregnancy wasn't going so hot. My diabetes. I think I'm dying. But I want to, I want to pass on, pass on at least in the ring and, and show my training to these young kids and helping them out, you know. Yeah. Uh, um. So. Yeah, that's what uh. That's what I was gonna ask you. Well, I mean, I was gonna mention that um, when I first saw you, uh, that was in the MWO, and it was kind of the same thing with me. I mean, I had been involved in other things, but you know, I kind of had my pulse or I, I still kind of had my finger on the pulse of sort of the local scene. Um, you know, I had done a few shows and, and, uh, you know, radio and some other stuff. And then I had never really heard of the MWO, but I had moved up to that area and then they were coming to Hadley, which, uh, I believe is where they started, um, for like a 4th of July parade right. and and so like um it was uh western days in otisville they would do those shows okay but 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 they were coming but when i first came across them they were actually coming to hadley days and, yes. and, and wrestling there and so um but i did go up to I, and i think so i didn't know who was actually in charge i mean i kind of stalked the at the time MySpace pages. I've mentioned that before. Um, and, and, and I thought, I mean, I knew Jason Klaus was a big deal in there, but I still thought that Tony Black was, um, and rest in peace, Tony Black. But uh, yes, I I, uh, I thought that he was, um, was kind of the, maybe a co-promoter or something. So I, so I had contacted Tony Anyway, right. um, and you know, so, and a lot of that goes on when I was commissioner of the MWL, when I did that still, you can't imagine how many people, MySpace friend requests I had gotten, yeah. you know, thinking I'm art owner or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was hard to, it was kind of hard to decipher like who was who, but, um, but anyway, so he had me go to, uh, some of the Terry's lounge. He wanted me to go to one of the Larry's, uh, Terry's lounge shows and talk to Jason. And, uh, you, I believe the first show that I was on, you were a manager, uh, called the Jersey devil and, right. and you yeah. had just unmasked. Uh, so how did that, how did that all come about the Jersey devil? Uh, I don't, I can't remember. Uh, I wanted to do something with skulls. I love the character, of course. And, uh, um, uh, I forgot how Jason probably pitched something to me and I'm a big cryptozoology fan. Yeah. And, uh, you and me both. So, 
<laughs> right, so I wanted to do a, a homage to a character, half type of a uh, a southern southern reverend type voice to yeah. talk about the. I thought the it was second coming of skulls. I thought you it... know, I'd throw a little Mister Haney in there. And, uh... <laughs> I thought I thought it was fantastic, and I got to say, I was very disappointed that you dropped that gimmick the very first show that I was at because my gimmick at the time and here's uh breaking kayfabe i don't think i've ever talked about this before my gimmick at the time was supposed to be a werewolf gimmick a kind of a pseudo werewolf gimmick named uh or called hellhound and okay. uh and i was thinking that uh it would have been perfect for you oh, yeah, you to manage me and at the time i was trying to get brace beamer to be a character called spring jack even though he didn't oh, want to do awesome. it but but i always had I always had an idea for a guy because I really wanted to do like a big Michigan based promotion that had Michigan gimmicks. And one of them was the Frankenmuth monster. You <laughs> that would have been finisher, great. The, his finisher is the Zender Bender. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, now, it would have. <laughs> okay, now with, with these great ideas that I know that you have and you're constantly coming out with, did you get involved? <laughs> Did, no, I, I, you do. Yeah, uh, did, they go nowhere. They, well, if I had to take over <laughs> every idea. <laughs> but did you? I mean, did you? Did were you able to throw ideas out behind the scenes to the oh, to the guys? I come uh, up with uh, first one with MWO, and I don't even remember how I got to that point where now Jason's asking me names because you know I'll just throw stuff off. You know, I'll think of something. Uh, but that was the triad. That was my claim to fame at the time. That's way before the, uh, the, uh, the Terry lounge days. Okay. Uh, and it, you know, cause I, they wanted them like the four horsemen, but there was three of them. I <laughs> thought, no, wait, not the triad, the trifecta. Okay. And, uh, you know, cause that's the one, the two, the three, you know, the winners. Exactly. What, the, what, you know, why hasn't it been used yet? So, uh, definitely the trifecta, man. I, yeah, at that point, uh, you know, again, I've come up with some stuff down here, but, it, uh, you know, sometimes I think my ideas are just too off the wall and loony. Oh, um, they, you know what they, I mean, <laughs> there's no possible way with all the stuff that has happened in pro wrestling in the last 20 years that your ideas could be that loony yeah you're right you're you're right there uh but not uh they had a committee there at the mwo i was on that for a little while behind the scenes uh not really putting matches together but just going over the show in general okay you know so my input did commentary bring announcing i was gonna mention uh, i was gonna mention that too because the very first show that uh that we did at on tv it was like the old studio and you and tony black did the the commentary on it um right and i, I think you guys might have only done because i think we taped two shows that two hour long shows that day and i i believe that was the only time during that run that initial run of tv that we did with them that uh i think that was the only time that you two teamed up on commentary as yes as it I was think. Uh, there was just a few seconds with uh, uh, DJ Cashmere 
But I guess Baxter didn't like it, or I don't know what's going on. So he rushed <laughs> me off, rushed me off commentary, and has me go ringing out. Okay. You know, I was actually looking pretty rough uh, with my diabetes, trying to manage that. Oh. You know, a failing, a failing marriage. You know, I, running a club. <laughs> oh right, right. So uh, you know, it was starting to get very taxing on me. Uh, so and and actually, to be honest with you, being in front of the camera wasn't like what I wanted to do. Okay. But I did also, you know, dude, I love the business. I I wanted to do it, and I wrestled a little bit. You know. Uh, okay. They had me. Uh, that was probably before I I had had come across it but yeah because or, or this was the whole power trip thing um i believe they restarted the power trip oh gotcha when i when i was oh, there the, i didn't the i didn't reboots. i didn't see the initial <laughs> yeah i didn't see the initial run not the originals no that was a good run because uh you know i played the heel ref and i really loved doing that uh that was another I, yeah, I wish I could go back and do that again, type of things. Uh, so uh, I did the healed ref, which of course instigating the Danny Davis thing. You know, I uh, you know I'm gonna go in there and just take a stopping, which I did. But you know, along the way, it was great. You know, these guys are getting all beat up. I forget how I get unconscious, and then suddenly, you know, I'm I'm on top of the champ for the one, two, three, and the six man <laughs> number one contender. Oh, okay, so so you were wrestling as as yourself, oh, as myself. It, yeah. it wasn't Same like a Mister yes. X, Danny Davis type thing where you were doing something under. Uh, a hood and working double. No, right? no, no. I was, <laughs> okay. I was way corrupt. Way okay. corrupt. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed that I missed that, but, uh, yeah, so I remember was, seeing uh, the pictures, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that part was done. Oh, everything else is, isn't the same, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you missed, you missed the originals. So, uh, I mean, this, this is kind of, might be kind of a tough question for you, but, uh, is there any matches that that stick out for you that you were involved in at the time that were like maybe some of your favorites in the MWO era? Huh. It, the MWO era, and another reason, they were like doing shows constantly. You know, Terry's Lounge was a character in itself, and that venue. Oh man, what a great venue like, that was. I mean, so absolutely fantastic. To me, it was like the Lucha Underground uh, as uh, <laughs> Mayan Hall they got or whatever, you know, because the building had character. We could play off stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they really had a drink or two in them, which made it great. Uh, there wasn't too many venues at that point that I had worked at where alcohol was being served. So, <laughs> right. You know, uh, Everything I'm going to do might actually turn out okay. So, uh, as far, but everybody asked me, oh, remember this finish or remember that? A lot of times it's just a blur because I'm oh, too yeah. focused to making sure I'm doing my job and, and you know, getting this right. I, uh, like I said, I'm a, I don't like failing, especially in front of people. You know, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not that outgoing or, you know, I'm not going to come to a place and, you know, erupt. 
<laughs> you know, uh, so I just want to, uh, you know, I just want to go out there and, you know, do the thing. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Cause uh, you know, I, I still like think that I want to do stuff and then like, and then I'll be like, Hey, I'll do this. And then I'm like, I'm like, man, I wish I wouldn't have did this because now I got to go out in front of everybody and, and do it. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare nowadays, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's like, you know, in my mind, I still want to, I think that I want to go do it, but then when it comes down to it, I'll get myself involved in a situation and then I'll be like, be like, man, I, you know, I'm just like, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, I guess it would be anxiety, but it all stems from me not wanting to screw up in front of everybody, in front of people. But uh, yeah, and my body, my body definitely can't do what it used to be able to do. <laughs> oh, me neither. But I have, I have uh, figured out that uh, you know I, I can do a little bit more than other people. So well, I, I'm just I, trying to stay limber. <laughs> I, I will say this. I mean, what. I'm, I'm, I, we will get to this in a, in a minute, but, um, the matches that I've seen you down there, it doesn't look like you missed a beat to me. You look, thank you. <laughs> thank I'm, you being, I'm being uh, dead serious. Um, thank you. Uh, you're not the only person that said that it's, it means a lot because I, I'm feeling it in there, you know, but to me, there's, there's some times like, man, I got to get up again, but you just keep, you just dig down and you do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. so about how many years did you work for the MWO and what led to your departure from there? Uh, well, I couldn't even tell you when I actually left, uh, for the longest time that I think they had me still on their website as their commissioner. Okay. Uh, I had no acting role. Um, family was getting big. Uh, and uh, at that time, uh, going through very big marital problems, it was just about uh, the time for my divorce. And, uh, you know, so. I've been, uh, you through, know, I've been through two, so I know how that goes. Right. So it, it's just taxing emotionally. You don't really want to be out in front of people. You know, it really takes a professional to go through, you know, like a funeral divorce and then go out there and try to entertain and put on the best performance they absolutely can. Right. Yeah. Um, so before we get off the MWO, I will say that. Uh, well, one match uh, I wanted to say oh, okay. that uh, sticks out above all others was at the Forest Township Hall, which is another place, another venue, had a lot of character to it. Uh, I, I think I was there a couple times, yeah. Yeah, uh, there was a ladder match between Jason the Bastard Klaus and Michael Reaver that uh, I think it was actually their second go at it, and I got to referee it. Um, most of the matches, because uh, these guys were considered uh, outlaw wrestling. Yes. But in actuality, they had very little, like, uh, you know, hardcore matches or any gimmick matches like that. These guys were trying to put on real wrestling, you know, I agree. matches. I, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, there's a stigma that is stuck to them still to this day for some yeah, reason and that I don't think crazy. They, they don't deserve and then it. I think, you know, maybe it's cause they didn't have the money to put into, you know, how it looked by putting canvases up or a tarp up, but then you go to 
independent shows and they're doing the exact darn thing. So yeah, 100%. I don't, I, I do know that yeah, at the beginning, there should have been a little more training. And I'm glad, you know, that's where Levi blue came in and really helped us out there. Yes. Yeah. So what I was going to say though, was, um, they, so they, they, they do an award show every, every year. And, right. uh, at, at some point, I don't know if they had a referee, uh, of the year, um, award or if the initial one was, was the one named after you, uh, was, was that, did they, did they have a referee of the year award or, or was when they, when, when I don't know, I think they did, but they just, but, sure. but now it is named after you. And it's yeah, been like that yes, for sir. quite a few years now. Right, right. Uh, okay. It's very humbling. Uh, I always get get up there, and, you know, when I'm able to to present it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's always very humbling. I always get cherry eyed because it's just, you know, it's my it's my lifelong championship belt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a cool thing. Um, and like I said. A lot of the guys that they have now have probably never even seen you referee a match. Uh, but no, I, uh, my last still in the MWO uh, before I actually came down here in Mississippi. Uh, I think that that was uh, that was a kind of a different time too. It was a different MWO. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gone through a lot of changes over the years. Um, I mean, I mean nothing. Not taking anything away from them because I mean oh, I, I, I think they're I, I in a very would, good spot right now, really. Yeah, I, but, I wish I was still up there refereeing for them. So, uh, uh, between the MWO and uh, your move to Mississippi, were you doing any work uh, as far as pro wrestling in between that time? No, basically, I was just trying to survive. Mad Dog, I. Uh, uh, I was having blackouts behind the wheel. My, I think my diabetes was really bad. Um, I lost my job at the club after 25 years, having these blackouts. Uh, my unemployment was up, you know. Right. Uh, my friend, I was raising three of my children at the by myself at that time, and uh, so I was just basically focused on survival. Right. Uh, and then um, that's when I st- when started watching some MWO shows. I, I think I we sat down and watched one to, uh, one together. Uh, and uh, yes, yes, we did. Yeah, uh, uh, they had done a benefit for me about a year before that, uh, or no, no, that Christmas, dude. I was down on my luck, you know. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to get my kids anything. These fellas, you know, came through, put on a benefit show for me and uh, really made my kids this Christmas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember that now that you mentioned it. I think I, I don't know if I was at the show, but, um, but. Yeah. I thought I saw you. I was probably there. Yeah. <laughs> either, either way though. I, you know, I, I know that, that uh, something happened there. So. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so uh, so it was back just wrestling, just with the MWO. I wanted to just try it out. I love I love uh, Jason Klaus like a brother, you know, and uh, he had no problems giving me a shot back. 
even though you know, and just like everybody, he made me uh he made me uh, you know start off lower card, you know, at the bottom, and I respect that. Also, I didn't come in there like all hoity toity, like, hey man, you know, who the hell you think you are? I got 20 years experience, you know. I actually went in there as incognito as I could until John Campbell blew my cover. <laughs> I just oh. some stuff off, but okay. you get to know people better, you know, and right. people, I feel that people shouldn't talk to me who, who they think I am, but mm-hmm. to get to know me of who I am. Right. So it was, it was just different. It was, and again, very humbling because I like to do those sort of things, you know, it kind of, keeps me in check and in my mind i was starting back over again mm-hmm. and, and um and that's why i'm glad that the, you know that jason you know did what he did and i dude enjoyed working with some of the talent uh, on that that i had the opportunity to work with bam bam uh grizzly yeah. uh dj edwards uh that cruz guy i know his real name i don't want to blow it Our, you know but, uh, yeah roberto roberto cruz yeah that's the son of a gun <laughs> Um, I really, I really like working with those guys. Uh, man, I hate to, uh, DJ Edwards partner, I, I loco something, the white guy, the crazy white guy. Um, is it, isn't it, isn't with, it just loco or is it D- it, it might be just loco. I okay. was like, man, is there something else I'm missing here? But yes, absolutely loco. So I work with mostly those guys and, uh, put on heck of matches matter of fact i forget to uh dj and loco were going up against and it might have been somebody else on their side it might have been a six man and when they was all said that they're like this guy kept up with us you know yeah so it made me feel that i'm you know i'm back i'm getting on the right track you know especially in a six man and and as crazy as those get so uh you know it's stuff that like that makes me feel good you know i always make sure so 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 that comeback that you had, how long did that last in in the MWO? Uh, Ruff, maybe roughly about six months. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It, it seemed like I was there a few shows. Uh, you know, uh, but I was actually right down there doing it at a church. And so I actually live right down the street. I had to get a ride to the show. I didn't have a vehicle. I was afraid to drive. Yeah. These blackouts I was having behind mm-hmm. the wheel. So, you know, I was getting rides back and forth. And sometimes people, oh, what time is this show over? I want to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll try to get on there as soon as I can. So, you know, it was one of those things. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, things went sour here, and uh, Jay needed a referee down here in Diamond Championship Wrestling, and uh, you know he had a, a room for me. Okay. And so uh, that was the deal. I'd come down here and start refereeing for his company. Again, it comes full circle. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, so like, what are some of the some of the differences uh, between Diamond Championship Wrestling and and what you've done before, if if any. What what are the big differences between wrestling in the north and wrestling in the south? Great. Yes. What are they? <laughs> I would say 
people down in the south appreciate more for less okay people in the north you gotta kind of wham bam them right off the get-go you know hardcore match and then how do you know how do you top that you know it's it's a it's a progression thing i think that people down south uh, appreciate what i would call a real wrestling (laughs) (laughs) well i know what you mean yes uh you know more than uh, more than you know a, a lot of high spots okay i'm not saying that they don't do high spots down here by any means but they appreciate smaller moves you know not so big impact you know okay a lot of a lot of things still impress people down here you know which yeah. is good all right yeah that is not, not saying that what these fellas are doing down here is any less impressive by any means. Yeah. Uh, there's some there's some really good talent down here that uh, uh, really go to the professional level trying to get themselves out here. Okay. Now, you know. uh, I noticed that you're wearing a, a Vladimir Kolov shirt. That's uh, true. Now, it seems like you guys kind of got off on the wrong foot from what i've seen uh how did that how did that all come about um well i think it was the first time i actually uh did my first match uh which was a battle royal you know i looked old i looked frail they don't want the new referee (laughs) in the wrestling match we'll put them you know on the outskirts of the battle royal and sure enough, man, it's like, I don't know, it's like having uh, land legs. You okay. know, you got to have wrestling legs. Yes. And uh, even on the outskirts. And so when Vladimir comes around, you know, I can, I know who to sell for. You know, I got a big group rushing heading my way. You yeah. know, I'm backing up. I'm out of this dude's way. Right. I stumble over my feet. I don't know if I landed on my buttocks or not, but you know, there I was. And that kind of how it all started. He's also <laughs> a great heel, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, due to real life, is a lot younger oh. than I would have ever expected, okay. and that's the remarkable thing. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, really, really big challenge. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought that. Um, oh yeah, nobody oh, does. Only because of you know the the little bit oh, that I I've didn't seen. break any kayfabe. <laughs> only because yeah, the yeah. little the little bit of the matches that I've seen, and just that whole gimmick alone, you wouldn't think that a young guy would want to do. Yeah, because absolutely. they kind of missed that whole era where that was like yes, inst- instant heat. If you were, uh, if you and were a you foreigner, I mean, let's face it's it, it's over. It's way yes. over down here. I could tell. So big. I could he's tell. He's everywhere. Okay. He's, uh, he's one of the next big things that I think is going to come from the golf area for okay. sure. All right. Um, now, even though I hate his guts, <laughs> you just abide by the rules, man, dog. Get along and all right. So, is he forcing you to wear that t shirt today? Oh, you know, I just like to do this every once in a while to it. Makes me feel good. Uh, wipe your nose on it. Yeah. That's I, right. Yeah. This I is understand. my bubble round shirt. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Now, now you did. Now you did tell me. I mean, not, not to break kayfabe anymore, but you did tell me that you are involved or were involved with some of the booking down there. Um, no, no, not booking. I come up with no? a couple names. Oh. Gene still runs a school. Okay, I uh, thought you told me that you were. I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. No, uh, I come up with a couple names. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I've uh, designed some championship belts. Well, you drew them out. I didn't. They went to uh, J Dub belts where they're actually made. Okay. Well, the the ladies championship belt. I had a referee belt made just for shits and giggles. That that belt that belt's cool. I, I've seen thank it. Thank you. I have seen it. Uh, where here's, here's the deal. It's my lore. It's a big shiny lore that'll track people to my gimmick page. Uh, you know, gimmick table. Right. 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 Uh, uh, J Dubs. Where where are they located? Because I mean, I've seen a couple of the local promotions use them. Also, yes. Are they in Michigan? Yes, they are. Is it somebody that is it somebody that you know that uh, that does it? I come or? to know them through through Facebook. Okay, but it Facebook wasn't it page. wasn't any wrestler on the on the Michigan scene or anything that decided to get into that that or anything like that. No. Oh, okay. I don't believe so. I, he he's a big. Uh, yeah, I don't want to screw this up. Imperial <laughs> wrestling. Uh, entertainment, yeah, IWE, yes, 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 big IWE fan. Okay, all right. Um, so I think you know that's how I heard had heard of them. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, I actually got an idea. I would like. To, I'm gonna just I'm trying to pitch uh, designing a championship belt for the grocery store that I manage now. <laughs> well, yeah, customer of the you know. Employee of the month, they can, you know, because everything's on Facebook with pictures. They can have the belt with them. We do a kids' coloring contest. They get the winner each month. Give you get their picture taken with the belt. Fantastic right. idea. Put your logo out there. People want to come in the store. Look at the belt. You know. Yeah, that's actually a fantastic idea. Thank you. Again, I just, again, I just you're, you're full. Of, you're full a, of them, Randy. I just pitched <laughs> it at a meeting, like a, a global <laughs> supermarket meeting. So. Oh really? Uh, it was a class. It was a class I had to take, so we had to get in there and kind of okay tell them, you know, what was ideas. what was the reception to that idea overall? There was only one other person in this Zoom meeting. And <laughs> okay, I could see their face. They could see mine, and I could barely hear them. I, you know, so I didn't even get to when it came back to go to the moderator or the person around the meeting. They're like. Okay, Randy, what do you and your group discuss? <laughs> so, uh, just, okay. We really like the egg beater idea for people <laughs> that go on break. And um, yeah, we really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, just keep pushing. Just That's keep, well, yeah. Keep actually, I'm just going to go to the main man because I talked to my boss. I mean, I'm like, look, I. The logo looks like the face of a championship belt, and you just put, you know, iconic. You know, you got four four little uh, you know squares, little little tiles on the side, and you just put like dairy one and <laughs> one and a shopping cart. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's gonna work. And you make a gender neutral, put on a white belt. The logo's already gold, golden white. So, dude, it works. It'll look beautiful. Exactly. 
And that that could lead into starting to have, uh, you know, some of those matches like Booker T and and Steve Austin had in the supermarket years and years and years ago. Oh, that, yeah. That's You're like absolutely a, right. that's a totally untapped market there. No, nobody yes, cultivated is. that idea. It was like a one and done deal. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the supermarket champion can't be real now. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I forgot even what I was going to say, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, as far as Diamond Championship Wrestling goes, uh, what what do they got uh, coming up in the future? Any big shows? Absolutely, Mad Dog. <laughs> All coming right. up June 12th. <laughs> Diamond Championship Wrestling's fourth anniversary show. All right. Uh, I do know, uh, I mean, because you know how these things go. It really, June's a long way away. A lot could happen. Right. Um, as you know, what you think could be the the, the match card isn't what's going to make money yeah. when it finalizes. I do know for an absolute fact that... Hard time, Jane Austen comes out of his retirement. Really? And takes on MTQ in a fans bring the weapons match. Awesome. Now, is this a Wrestling Tonight exclusive, or has this already been announced? You know, I don't know, but I do <laughs> believe. Mark my words, take it from Shifty. It could be a, a wrestling talk exclusive. Awesome. I, had, I had talked to you uh, today, and no, I mean, they know about it. That's happened. It's happened in front of a crowd. I don't know if it's actually been aired. That episode's aired yet on, uh, okay. on their YouTube channel, which you need to check out. Uh, so you can see how this whole feud has escalated to this point. Uh, I'd like to thank Randy Shifty Sabretooth Schilling for being on here. Um, you know, he's a guy, another guy that I could talk to all night, but, uh, but we got to wrap it up anyway. So, um, everybody, thanks again for watching wrestling tonight. Keep checking the Facebook page for future shows and we will see everyone next time. It's real.